0: Hi, I'm Angie, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. We're the Faith Lift Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together, and we hope that you'll enjoy your time with us. The Israelites
1: have made a binding agreement with God, moved people into the city, cared for their priests, and had a party. Nehemiah has now returned to Babylon. What could possibly
2: go wrong? Uh, Famous last words. Yeah. Yeah. Scripture girl, take it away. I'm on it. Nehemiah thirteen, verses one through fourteen, out of the NIV. On that day, the book of Moses was read aloud in the hearing of the people and there it was found written that no Ammonite or Moabite should ever be admitted into the assembly of God because they had not met the Israelites with food and water, but had hired Balaam to call a curse down on them. Our God, however, turned the curse into a blessing. When the people heard this law, they excluded from Israel all who were of foreign descent. Before this, Eliashib, the priest, had been put in charge of the storerooms of the house of our God. He was closely associated with Tobiah, and he had provided him with a large room formerly used to store the grain offerings and in incense and temple articles, and also the tithes of grain, new wine, and olive oil prescribed for the Levites, musicians, and gatekeepers, as well as the contributions for the priests. But while all this was going on, I was not in Jerusalem, for in the 32nd year of Artaxerxes, king of Babylon, I had returned to the king. Some time later, I asked his permission and came back to Jerusalem. Here I learned about the evil thing Eliashib had done in providing Tobiah a room in the courts of the house of God. I was greatly displeased and threw all Tobiah's household goods out of the room. I gave orders to purify the rooms, and I put Back into them the equipment of the house of God with the grain offerings and the incense. I also learned that the portions assigned to the Levites had not been given to them, and that all the Levites and musicians responsible for service had gone back into their own fields. So I rebuked the officials and asked them, Why is the house of God neglected? Then I called them together and stationed them at their posts. All Judah brought the tithes of grain, new wine, and olive oil into the storerooms. I put Shelemiah, the priest, Zadok, the scribe, and a Levite named Petahiah in charge of the storerooms, and made Hanan, son of zachar the son of Mataniah, their assistant, because they were considered trustworthy. They were made responsible for distributing the supplies to their fellow Levites. Remember me for this, my God, and do not blot out what I had so faithfully done for the house of my God and its services.
3: Okay, so Nehemiah, Ah. they just finished, they celebrated. Okay, and we say just finished because in the last chapter they had celebrated, but we kind of are going fast-forwarding, like 32 years, is that right? Twelve years? Oh no, no, we don't know how many years.
2: Some he was years. in Jerusalem for twelve years, and then he went back. To and after some time,
3: is that it? Is that right? After some time. After some time, yeah. It's yeah, not specific so really how, don't long don't how long he was gone. Okay, I don't know where I came up with thirty-two years
0: because he came back in the thirty-second year of King. Mm-hmm.
3: That's there we go.
0: Artaxerxes.
3: There we go. That's where the thirty-two <laughs> was hanging in.
1: Oh, yeah. we could probably figure it out because didn't he leave in the seventh year? Okay, I'm now making this up. Never mind. We're gonna look look at this and get back to you on that. This <laughs> is like, math. This is what my world yeah, of math this is looks not like. for us. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so sometime, so anyway, Nehemiah, sometime later. Nehemiah has um, you know, they're they're done, they've celebrated, everybody's good, we're we're living like we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So Nehemiah gets called back to the king because remember, he was not there permanently. Right. He was on loan mm-hmm. um, you know, on leave from being the cupbearer. Goes back to be with the king, and then things just kind of fall Slide apart. Slide off the... Right. When the, the cat's end. away, mm-hmm. the mice will play. And the mice were not playing well. No, they <laughs> were not. So what are some of the things um, that they are doing to get themselves in trouble? You know, and here's the
1: thing. It, it wasn't that they were playing. It wasn't that they were being nice. They, it, it, this is like the Ammonites and the Moabites... Um, they had not met the Israelites with food and water when they needed it, but they had hired they had hired Balaam and called a curse down upon them, right. It's not just, oh, they're nice people hanging around, and we will separate from the nice people. These people were cursing calling curses down on
3: mm-hmm. the israelites mm-hmm. right and and when the when Nehemiah was around, the foreign um influences were not present because They knew they they were busy and they were doing what they were supposed to be doing. And now Nehemiah Nehemiah is gone and these foreign influences are infiltrating. Right. Right. So they
1: had a history of calling down their curses. I'm not sure if they were exactly doing it at this time, but there's a definite history of problems with the Moabites and the Ammonites.
0: Well, they were certainly against Nehemiah rebuilding that wall. Mm -hmm. Remember all of the letters that went back to the king Mm -hmm. saying, you know, these people are terrible, they're rebellious, don't let them build that wall. Mm-hmm. Um, they worked against the Israelites the whole time,
1: right? Tobiah the Ammonite mm-hmm. was one of them. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, and Tobiah was the one who was passing the notes and you know saying, yeah. stirring up trouble, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or trying. trying. To. He was a he was a pot stirrer, mm-hmm. but now he's living in a room in the, in the temple. temple.
2: Yeah, I, yeah. I, see, I have a really horrified face drawn here. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? It is very yeah. scary. What? <laughs> Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, then, he didn't
1: just move back into Jerusalem. Right. He moved into a temple in that was used to, I'm sorry, as into a storeroom in the temple that was used as like to store the goods of the temple, like the altar things, the bowls, the all that right. stuff. And the mm-hmm.
3: provisions for the people all who were supposed to yeah. be right. being provided for. Right. And it says
2: room at at one point, mm-hmm. but then here in um Verse 9, it says, I gave orders to purify the rooms. So I think he has more than like one big um, warehouse room. You know, I think he has a little section that's his apartment with more than one room in it. Well, I mean, any way you look at it... It's bad. It's it's bad. Very, very bad. Yeah. And I don't understand... I guess about the priesthood I don't understand why um, the priest what's his name Elishib, mm-hmm. is it doesn't get fired from his position he's, he's done more than one thing yeah. against Nehemiah and against the priestly rules or the priesthood mm-hmm. how come they can't get this guy out of office
0: wait a that's minute. not a democracy <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> But he's not working for the Jews. He's not. He's working against them. Well, I, I feel
0: I don't know that it was malicious on his part. I mean, he's associated with Tobiah through some kind of marriage relationship, an in-law, outlaw. Yeah, I think in-law. he was the, yeah. Yeah. the father-in-law. So, yeah. so you know, you would hate to think, right, that somebody in your family was out to undermine you or your people. Um, I don't know.
2: But giving an Ammonite a room... He had to have
3: known that was wrong. But he's family. Yeah. Yeah. So all I can think of is like, Tobiah is a dirty sneak. Yeah. He is a dirty sneak. He's been trying to undermine things from the very beginning, Mm -hmm. and now he is infiltrating... The temple. The temple. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: So there's a progression of what he's done he's done remember he was one of the ones that was yelling out of the wall or you know doing right the, right just and now he's inside now the temple now he's inside the temple so there's Amazing. been this progression of his movement into mm-hmm. that and we need to be aware of too like for me with sin it does start out kind of small like as a mm-hmm. thought but yeah, I bet I can get away with that. I really that that kind of just runs through my mind a lot. Anyway <laughs> <laughs> But like in a situation it's like, Yeah, I could probably get away with that. But then progressively the consequences of it just come down more and more and more. And mm-hmm. They get bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's one of the things we really need to pay attention to. Yeah.
3: Well, there's a note in the homework, um, and it's a little FYI box. It's from Ray Stedman, is uh, who the quote's from, and it says, Nehemiah 13 reveals clearly how evil works. Sin is subtle, and it invades us quietly and covertly. Before we are even aware of the danger, we have already compromised ourselves and given evil a place in our hearts. We lower our defenses, and soon we have lowered our standards. We seldom fail, we, we seldom fall suddenly into Sin. Our descent into sin is almost always gradual, the culmination of a lot of seemingly insignificant choices. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. And I think, like Rosemary said, with me, at least I know, it starts with a thought. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Always. And if you don't catch it, take it captive, and get it out of your mind, then it sits there a little bit, and then you think of it again. Mm -hmm. And And then some other thoughts kind of like it come in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's insidious. Yeah. One of the things we do with that, with people who have anger problems, what they have is, is um, thought action. It's like almost r- together. Mm. When reality is like thought, 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 thought action, yeah, right? right? And w- trying to slow that space down so we can catch, Well, oh, oh, wait, this started with a thought. If the thought was, um, I can get away with crashing my car into that person, that's a really bad thought, right? Mm-hmm. The... the um if we saw it like that, we go, whoa, what am I thinking? Like you guys probably mm-hmm. all had the reaction when it says, like, really, Rosemary, are we going to go there? But it's like, if it's like that, you go, I'm not mm-hmm. going to do that. That's like, why was he even thinking that? Yeah. And by the way, normal people will have thoughts like that. They just kind of do. Yeah. But we have that ability to say no to that, to, to get mm-hmm. that space between that, to recognize that, wow, that is a thought that I'm not going to hang out with. Mm-hmm. Um. By the way, psychopaths go, and why not? You know, it's, <laughs> that's the difference. Yeah. Actually, I don't even know if psychopaths think why not. They go, yes, let's just, let's just that do would it. be let's a great way it. to handle that. Yeah. yeah um, so thankfully, we're not psychopaths. And thankfully, <laughs> we, um, that we, know, uh, we, that we know. That we not anyway. yet.
2: <laughs>
1: but the thing is, if it was, if it was, Blatant and big, and we could recognize it, we would step away from it because it would scare us. Mm-hmm. There's an element of like, Ugh, we'll scare, yeah. and that's in people who aren't Christian, too. Right. Yeah. There's that discernment in people. But when it's subtle and it's mm-hmm. wearing away at you mm-hmm. and it just keeps coming back and it keeps coming back. Remember when this was in our other small group, we were talking about it. Um, Nehemiah was. They were they were saying come to the plane of oh no and they asked four mm-hmm, times mm-hmm. and I was like I don't know like plans one two and three weren't working I don't know why did they ask the four times and someone said like to wear them down mm-hmm. Diane said it she right. goes it's to wear yeah. them down to wear them down you keep going at people yeah it's like your kids coming at you come on come on come on because mm-hmm. you're just wearing down peace. A bag, badger, repeat. Yes. <laughs>
3: badger, repeat. I like that. You have that down so easily. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, it goes mm-hmm. back to what we talked about yesterday how your words become actions, mm-hmm. your actions become your habits, your habits become your character. Right. And even before the words are the thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And it's just, it just builds and builds and builds. That's a good example of how that wears down, that progression
1: of that. Mm-hmm. And the, the other part that I like is if you look at the temple as your heart, when Ray Stedman was saying, then evil enters your heart and like, I, I'm not sure exactly his words, but it's like it enters your heart and it sets up home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got yeah. living here now. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. I, that to me is just such a good picture of what sin does to me.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: When I allow it that. And I don't have it guarded by the wall.
3: Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think like a physical, um, like earthly way to kind of put this into some perspective is like, you know you need to clean your baseboards. You do? But... (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, you know you need to clean your baseboards, (laughs) but you're like, I'm busy today. Mm -hmm. You know, if you normally clean them on Tuesdays, but Tuesday's a crazy day. So it's like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. And then you've... Have another busy day, and so you put it off, and you put it off, and then your baseboards are dirty, but you don't see it anymore. Mm -hmm, And then when your baseboards are dirty, you don't notice that the dog was slobbery and ran his face across the wall right above the baseboard because it—that's dirty. So the dirt just kind (laughs) of creeps (laughs) creeps up, up. and then you don't notice (laughs) that. Yeah, you know. And then pretty soon, you don't notice that the kid put the hand Mm -hmm. with the jam on the wall because. In perspective, it's not that dirty because your baseboards that you were supposed to clean four months ago haven't been cleaned yet, and they have all of that. So it just kind of builds, and yeah. then pretty soon, you have to call in the hazmat team
1: because
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know that's an interesting thing. I, I didn't think of it. If it's
1: if that little tiny bit is creeping mm-hmm. there, it 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 it's easier to not see the dirt because the rest is still dirty now. Mm-hmm. you're
0: Yeah.
3: Right. And right. so it then it's, it's like... no
0: clear demarcation of right. what's clean and right. what's dirty anymore. It's and just sort of a...
3: Then you go on vacation mm-hmm. and you walk in and you're like, holy cow, what happened to my house? Mm-hmm. Or, or you're having company coming and then all yes. of a
2: sudden you see... Oh my gosh!
3: Right, so something mm. happens to trigger that awareness, and I think that's what happens to us too. Is like we let that that sin just start with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, please do not take me to say that. Have not cleaning your baseboards <laughs> on Tuesday <laughs> is a sin. I don't clean my baseboards on Tuesday, okay? <laughs> so And
1: by the way, if you come in and see my baseboards and you say they're dirty, I will hand you a cloth. And, <laughs> say, and I will say thank you. God bless you. <laughs> right.
3: But you know, that's just kind of a that's just kind of a visual. Yeah. Uh, that was good. No, it's a good but one. But something yeah. triggers that you're like, oh man, like things have gone too far yeah. and I really need I really need to get this under control. Mm. And so eventually Hopefully, something triggers in us. It's like, man, this sin has gotten out of control. Well, it is time to pull it back. For Eli- Shab. I mean, he's got the guy living in the temple, that's right? But then, what brings him back to make him realize? Nehemiah comes. Nehemiah back. comes. Right? <laughs> he has a big fit. Company's and- coming. Company's yeah. coming. Yeah. 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 The the one sentence in this
1: in this piece of scripture. Why is the house of God neglected? I have that underlined in highlighter. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why? Why did this happen?
3: Because they were lazy and it was easy. Well, yeah, and it, it goes immediate. back
1: even
0: further than that. Mm-hmm. You know, God had said, "Don't intermarry mm-hmm. with yep. these foreign yep. people. Um, it will pollute
3: our religion." Mm-hmm. And um, they didn't listen. And again this is not this is not a race not issue. No. This uh-uh. is a faith issue. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's not because they were from a different town or they looked different. It was no. because they would bring in their foreign religious yeah. Yeah, pra- practices which were mm-hmm. horrendous. Mm-hmm. And they and so they did start bringing in the practices.
1: And yeah. they were probably more convenient. My husband I remember him saying a lot Trying to think of it was to me or like as we we're raising the kids. But he goes, It's easy to be lazy. It is. Oh, yeah. That's easy. Yeah. He goes, The hard part is anticipating what's going to come up mm-hmm. and take action.
0: And following through, being consistent with it. Yeah.
1: And by the way, maybe he was saying that to me a lot.
3: <laughs> 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 Not what I'm saying, I'm
1: like, Because it seems like you have to really be awake. Mm-hmm. That's the piece that keeps coming. You have to be very awake and able to anticipate what you think is going to happen. And position yourself to take care of that correctly.
3: Mm-hmm. That's hard. And be yeah. willing to get up off of the couch, right. And see, yeah, what is that thumping noise when my children are supposed to be doing their homework? <laughs> what is it? Like you have to be willing to get up and do the you, you work. Do. Mm-hmm. do the work.
1: And grab yeah. that pitcher of water just to surprise them and
3: have fun. <laughs> you know what? It
2: does take work to keep things from settling in your mind, those yeah. thoughts that lead you to the next step, because it is gradual and it is. Mm-hmm. If you're not, it, you, it takes practice to recognize when a thought comes in. Yeah. I've been down this road a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, so the thought comes and then you camp on it and dwell and think and mm-hmm. your anger builds or your resentment or whatever yeah. it is. And then it's like, oh, wow, now I'm, like, hiring a hit man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, yes. how did that happen? But you, then you have to keep practicing and taking control of it when it first mm-hmm. comes in. Yes. Or as soon as you recognize it, Yeah, take care of it. And when you get in the practice of doing that, your time in between will get shorter and shorter. That's and then true, you'll have dear. a thought. Mm-hmm. And before you can get halfway down the road, you know, now almost when a thought comes in, I reckon, oh, boy, why am I going down that road? Yeah,
1: I'm not not made to carry that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That is not. Um, I just want to check out with you guys genuinely, um, when a thought like that comes in or even just, so sometimes when I'm recognizing, like, oh, something's not right, I get a visceral reaction. My body reacts mm -hmm. like, it's like, okay, something's not right. Do you guys have that or no? Sometimes,
0: okay, yeah, because oftentimes the first thought that comes into my mind is, "Ooh, is that bringing life or is that bringing death?" So something mm-hmm. in me mm-hmm. says, "Ooh, right, that's a bad, bad thing." I do think sometimes, though, that you know the world has one set of um, criteria for what's right or wrong. You know, do your own thing as long as you don't hurt somebody else. But the Word of God sets up a whole different standard for us. So I think it's important when you're when you're dealing with. What thoughts might lead to what actions might lead to what kind of character? It's kind of important to know what God says about things. Um, so, if we know what God says, then when we get that squirrely thought, I think we recognize it faster. Hey, wait a minute, that's not, that's sure not going to take me into any good life. It's going to take me into a bad life. Um, and then I can say, well, then I can't entertain that mm-hmm. thought. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna delete that. I gotta delete that. So then
1: likewise I remember becoming a Christian and going, God loves you. Like it would be any thought of God for you know, uh the Jeremiah 2911. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not out to harm me. It was like, What? Like that didn't fit because I was so much in the world. Mm-hmm. God's word just kept it, just didn't fit. It just I was going, what? And the more I'd let that scripture come over me, mm-hmm. the more I would change. So I would encourage people who are mm-hmm. new Christians, if they're reading something in God's word, they're like, What? You I know, a piece that goes beyond understanding. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't even make sense. It's like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, it's kind of beyond understanding, but <laughs> but it takes a while to just let that sit. And yeah. we had like a, a previous in, in yesterday's Suzanne was really moved by the beauty of the people mm-hmm. and things. And I was like, yeah, sit on that. Mm-hmm. Let that surprise you. Yeah. Take that in. Let it wash over you. Let God's Word change you. Mm-hmm. That was very weird for me when I became a, a Christian, initially became a Christian. I was like,
0: what just happened? Well, and I can this is remember kind of going to the Lord and saying, well, I don't, you know, I would read something and I'd be like, I don't, I don't agree with that that's not what I think, and having to make a conscious decision that it didn't matter what I thought or what I believed. I made a decision that if I was going to follow Jesus, then I would have to line my thoughts up with his thoughts. And so I would reject those thoughts and beliefs that I had in favor of his thoughts, what his Word said, he thinks
2: about things. So that's what these people were doing. They had gotten away from thinking God's way mm-hmm. when Nehemiah was gone, and now they have to be brought back
3: to thinking God's way, to all
2: those things that they've been yeah. doing. Get back in line with what God said they
3: were to do. And, and, a great and, wrap up, Terry. Yeah, <laughs> that was a great summation. Yeah, <laughs> on that, does somebody want to pray for us? <laughs> I will. Okay, great.
2: God, I'm just so thankful that you uh, remind us that we need to take every thought captive and to turn it to you and to uh, see if it meets the criteria of your word. And if it doesn't, that we need to get rid of it, that um, these things creep in slowly. Before you know it, Tobiah is living in our storeroom. So sin has entered in and is um, making itself at home. So we just pray, Father, that we would uh, recognize any thoughts that are starting to trickle in, that we take them captive, that we set your word upon it and uh, change our thinking and get in line with what you have to say. And we just pray for everyone that's listening that they would... um, Feel the same, and that they would take that into their lives and make it a habit and a practice as well. We thank you for this study so much, Lord, and how much it's meaning to me personally, and I know to the other ladies that are here. And um, I just ask you to continue to bless our podcast. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
3: Amen. 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 And cut.